this is Marco Caliban and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, this time along with Mark Gortz. Quite the honor. Thank you so much, man, for joining our series today on IUF. You know, Mark, this is an exciting time coming up here in the month of May for you and the rest of the guys over at the Mighty Caliban with the release of your 12th studio album. I can't believe I'm even saying that number. Uh, Zeitgeister, uh, which drops May 14th on Century Media. Now, first things first, Mark, I want to commend you guys on all of the well-deserved reactions it's been getting so far, especially with that single Intolerance. I think you released another single since then. Is that right? Yes, last Friday. Yeah, and uh, is it is it Nietzsche? Make sure I, I, I'm going to be butchering some names. Yeah, here, it's, it's called Nichts. Yeah, Nichts. Yeah. Okay, you have to. You have. You're gonna have to correct me with the German pronunciations. I'm over oh, here. In, over here in Texas. And then uh, shout out to the other publications like Metal Injection and New Noise and Blabbermouth who have praised your work. There's just so much to discover about this unique release. But Mark, before we get to all that and beyond, I'm going to ask a very important question. A simple one to start things off, but I think it's an important one to ask considering what's been happening in our lives. How are you, man? How's life in Germany? I know everything's been crazy. You know, it's been over a year since everything's been just kind of on its head. But how are you, man? How's life in Germany right now? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm doing okay. I mean, I try to keep being creative and stay in my studio here. And um, yeah, so could be worse, you know. Right. I mean, of course, it sucks to not play shows and not be able to to go on the road and stuff like that. But um I try to make the best out of it, you know, to, yeah, like I said, stay creative and stuff like that as far as it's possible. And the, what's the common thing that we always say, making the best of the situation. And, and hey, you guys are doing that. You have a new album coming out. I know it's it's not the not the ideal situation to be in, but it's uh, if I can speak for most people, we need more Caliban music and <laughs> life I mean, has a. Yeah, you know, and life as of late, I know we've been talking about this. Many of us have also been away from the stage a lot, you know, fans and musicians alike. But. Mark, how are you keeping up your guitar chops these days? Is that affecting your musicianship? Like, has anything changed for you routine-wise lately, if at all? No, I just, I just, I just do I play more, you know. And mm. um, actually, we have two albums ready to get it out, <laughs> you know, pretty much. Um, so I think that's something I should mention. This is more like a. It's like an EP. What is coming out in May, even though okay. it has eight, eight tracks plus plus an intro, and because it's a special release, it's in German. So for all our international fans, I don't need to worry. Our upcoming full album later on is going to be in English again. Like okay. previous albums, you know, yeah. this may this may be going to be as always like a one special song which is going to be German, but like the main language will be English, which will contain. I think 12 tracks we have done. Okay. Um, the vocals are being recorded just now. And um, the EP was supposed to be like, we call it an EP, what is coming out, even if it's like, it was supposed to be a special release after the normal new album, but we postponed the new album because we can tour and stuff like that. And um, the, the album was supposed to come out in October last year. So right. we postponed it because we couldn't tour and stuff like that. And the EP is now coming at the time it was scheduled to come out. We wanted to release the album and then the EP as a special add-on somehow, you know. And um, and then we thought about, are we going to cancel or postpone also the EP? And we said, 
when we thought like nah because people need need new material we what did i say we need more caliban music right (laughs) uh, we we need we need some music out we need to be releasing music we want to be uh yeah we want to at least put something out you know like uh, do music videos and stuff like that and um yeah to keep keep being like like i don't know productive productive somehow so we released the, the ep anyways you know and um i know for 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 Americans, probably it's like a bit weird because it's all it's all German, you know. Not for me. I've been listening to nothing but Zeitgeister for the last two weeks since I've been sent. <laughs> just, just, just pointing yeah. that out there. <laughs> all right, and um, I mean, it's just like seven of these songs are like reimagined it somehow, mm-hmm. and one is new. Nicht is new, and all the others are very old and just really, really redone and changed the lyrics as a special thing. It took actually more time. To do this than the new album it really? was hard yeah yeah because we had a different a couple different approaches like like do we keep the music as original as it was and change just the lyrics to german or do we do it the opposite way or do we do do we change both and, and you know and then the german lyrics had a complete different pattern translated to to yeah from from english and then it didn't make sense to sing them in the same pattern. And we said, we thought, we thought like, that doesn't make sense to be stuck in a frame. So we just do whatever, you know, and then we yeah. made them completely different at some point. I mean, they have hints here and there, which you can notice it's from the old track. If you listen back and forth, like, like compare them, some are more far away than others. But uh, yeah, it was, it was harder to do than the new album. Yeah. And uh, since you're talking about the new album, because uh, there's so much that I wanted to dive into that. And for people who don't know, uh, Zeitgeister is, uh, you know, like you say, it's a, technically a compilation of previous songs in the band's catalog, which were taken and then like you trans- uh, translated to German, your native language. I, t- to me, it felt like you were pretty much breathing new life into the band and in the lyrics from what I heard. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, from songs like Trauma and Hairs and uh, all the way to Intolerance to the new track that you talked about. Uh, this had such a unique take to add to your impressive catalog. And I felt like these can also serve as a companion piece to the originals. And you said it yourself, Mark, you said it wasn't an easy decision, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I wonder if, you know, how much did things change from when you first started composing on Zeitgeister to where you ended up finishing it? Was there already a specific sound you guys had in mind or did it, you guys just went with the flow? Like we know how the strongs are structured like from the from beforehand or did you just freeform it from there it it was it it was pretty chaotic to to say that you know because we all had different opinions on how it has to be and what the approach should be and then because i'm the yeah i'm I'm the songwriter well the main songwriter at least you know yeah 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 like instrumental wise and um and then I was talking to someone else in the band and he said, ah, let's keep them so original. And then we play them live in a studio. And I said, I'm not a fan of that because this is for me, like as a composer, it is just re-recording. It is not, it's nothing for me. It's not nothing interesting. It's nothing really how to say. Um, unique. Yeah, not unique. And it wasn't uh-huh. really like being creative. It just was like, just hit the studio and record the songs again. It's like, and it has been done. I don't want to, I don't want to point fingers at bands, but I have heard bands which re-record their old songs 
and it usually is worse than the original to my <laughs> taste because, yeah because because they had a different they had a, a certain charm or charisma at that point when they were recorded and when you re-record them and then they sound somehow very different you're used to the old one and then they always and then the new version already lost somehow mm -hmm. you know like in yeah. comparison so so i wanted to create something new it was for me more interesting to keep bits and pieces and then and then on the other hand our singer was like oh we should we should maybe choose the songs which are easier to transform and then i said no we should actually choose the songs which are lyric wise more important because i'm changing the music anyways you know and then it was like it was pretty chaotic and it took a very long time but, but then um we actually sat down and uh found a solution how to deal with this best and it like like i said it was a long long-term deal yeah. somehow you know you know what i'm thinking about i'm thinking about like the the bands here in the states like if what happens if we translate uh i don't know uh for example a, a band like august burns red ch ch uh, translate their lyrics from english to like german or to french or yeah. something like that Th that's a very unique take considering the way you guys actually approach this now as far as like the production because when i heard this album it, it was so polished i knew you work with producer benjamin richter and uh he's known for his is that true is that is that the guy you he work was, with he's he he's working with me on the song structures and, and uh, on the on the, on the vocal recording and stuff mm -hmm. like the mixing and recording mixing is done by me okay okay yeah because and he's known for his work with uh, moonspell and email bulls and yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm so sure he, he... no go ahead no no i just wanted to say he's like done he uh, he's there for sit down with me when there is a song we polish them together like how the songs should be the structures maybe shorten them maybe make them longer work on some harmonies and stuff like that you know make them like a better song you know and right then, and then when that is done um we record everything and then yeah that's and he has done with he is working with he has been working with moonspell too yeah i think for one yeah. album Not yeah sure. and uh, you know everything you're telling me i'm sure there's a sense of comfortability in the studio for you mark knowing that you have the power to you know, make the record sound the way you want to sound. Because, you know, there's some musicians who, you know, they they compose the album and they just hand it to a producer and a mixer and then and then they don't really hear it again until after it's done, right? I'm sure that you you, you get that sense of comfort. Yeah, because it's like, I, when I started doing, st doing studio stuff, I didn't want to mix our stuff in the beginning because it it's like you are listening to your own songs for so long in the process of writing and producing and everything. And then uh, maybe you lose somehow, somehow maybe an open mind for mm -hmm. it or something. But, um, but then we worked with like a couple mixing engineers. And um, when I had, for example, the last guy, the last guy was actually my mentor in mixing, I would say somehow. And um, when I came to him and had, I had a so specific idea. He was like, Mark, why am I here? I was like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? You know perfectly what you want. You know which button to turn. So why do you need me to sit here and do it for you? You know, you can do it yourself. And I was like, nah, I'm not, a, yeah, I'm yeah. not so good in the technical part. He was like, yeah, yeah, just try. And then let's see. And then, you know, and then had, he had me somehow sitting down and he was sitting on the couch behind me. <laughs> And then from that point on, I had him in the beginning when I was mixing, working on our stuff, 
I always had him look over my stuff. What yeah. I was doing for us, not for other bands. You know, when I was when I mix for other bands, it's different because I have an open mind. I get the songs, yeah. I have a vision, I do that, and then the band tells me what they think. It's different, you know. What's his name? Klaus. All right, he- shout out to Klaus. Thank you for for pushing <laughs> yeah. Mark to get to where he wants to get. Yeah, <laughs> and um, that that process started at Ghost Empire. Oh, okay, somehow. okay. And then from that moment on, like I mixed the albums especially the last two you know yeah like with the, with the zeitgeist of three right and uh, uh you know we covered everything from head to toe now something i want to talk about because i want to wind the clock back to 1997 mark because you've been at this for over two decades so i wanted yeah. to ask you know how was the touring life for you personally because i, I kind of want to switch gears here because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career you know you shared the stages with slayer pantera i mean i'm from texas so pantera is a huge deal for yeah. us Kills which engage, Machine Head, Morbid Angel, that list goes on. You performed at venue, you know, you know, festivals like Rockapalast and uh, uh with full force, Vakin, Rock and Ring. And now we've all just been kind of forced to take an unexpected step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life now that we're at in our lives at this point? Yeah, of, of course. Of course. You know, touring is actually what our band is mostly about. That's what we like the most, you know, to connect with fans, to play our songs. Mm-hmm. I think that's for most bands at least for most metal bands probably the, the case and um yeah so um it's it's hard to see how how um how everything developed and how lightly a couple people take that also for granted you know or how some people are actually i don't know taking this 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 corona crap like not serious and you know do part it it hurts me when i for example i don't want to go too much into it because there's i know there's a lot of controversial no i i totally understand i understand but uh it makes me somehow angry when i'm looking i'm I'm talking about germany right now because Mm -hmm. i don't know about in every other country but when i'm looking at news and i see like fifty thousand people walking in a crowded place demonstrating because they don't like some vaccine or they like a vaccine better than the other and then they demonstrate for them it's like come on man you know like yeah seriously you just make it worse we all want to get our life back and we want to tour and you make it harder that is at least my opinion you know and uh yeah that is this is how i try to like like i said i um it makes you really appreciate being able to be to like to go on tour and also like think about how you actually act as a human being somehow. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes makes me a bit upset when I see what's going on, you know? Yeah. And you pretty much took the words out of, out of my mouth. And here's the thing. I'm going to point this out there. Uh, I'm actually need a compromise. So I have to stay home. So I have, I have my health issues, you know, and obviously things are starting to open back up here in Texas. Who knows what things will look like two weeks from now. And I don't know about you. I was at a concert almost every week before this whole lockdown, you know, it's, and then we're almost like uh, more than a year removed from this experience. But I'm curious to get your take on this, Mark, because the very a very common subject on Interview Under Fire, at least for the past year, and you've seen this live streaming. A lot of the bands, what they've been doing on stage and taking it to the screen like we're doing right now. And there's no wrong answer. But, you know, uh, uh, we've had bands like I mentioned, like August Burns Red earlier, Lamb of God. You know, we've had bands like Insomnium on the show. Uh, Nilo was telling me how. Uh, about his experience on selling virtual tickets to the fans and they would pre-record a show and then stream it for them. And it's been the, it's been a very common thing that's been happening lately, but with the amount of touring you've done with the amount of uh, venues you played at Mark, the bands that you've 
you, you've met, the fans that you met. Do you think that the quarantine induced live streaming surge we're seeing right now from all these artists, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective? Like, do you still see bands doing something like this, even after all this is over? I don't know. I was always being into this kind of streaming online thing anyways, mm -hmm. like at least especially for people who never get the chance to see us, you know, like if there's like, let's say there are some fans sitting like, I don't know, 5,000 miles away in some city, country, whatever, which we never would play. At least they get also the chance to, to see the band somehow live and not just a video on YouTube or something. And um, I'm, Anyways, a streamer on Twitch. Anyways, you know, since a couple of years, I'm I'm very, I'm I'm really into this into into this uh, technology somehow. You know, I, I like that. I'm. It's not like that. The whole band is sharing my idea. I have one or two guys in my band who are like, oh, this streaming, nah. You know, like mm -hmm. for them, it's not an for them, it's not an option somehow. It, I mean, for them now is an option because they say at least some people get to see us so we can play as a band. But I'm not sure if I, let's say this all crap is done, is gone. I'm not sure if we are going to be a band who's going to do a streaming show afterwards. I would do that sometimes, but I'm not sure if the whole band would be, would be into that because some of them are not really a fan of that. Yeah. You know? So I like that. You know, yeah. because especially to reach out to it's a different thing because we also had a plan of doing it and we didn't want it to be like a, like a concert. We wanted it, it to be like an evening with Caliban, if you know what I mean. Like we had a couple friends coming over, have like a talk show, you know, a host who's answering questions, questions from people who are in the chat, like they can ask some things and um, a couple of friends from other bands would come around and talk. And then, then afterwards we go on stage and then after the stage, the people can join us in the dressing room when we are after show and see, see the whole process. I think it is a cool thing to see because not, not all people know how everything is. Yeah. How everything is going on there, how it's going on and how all the process of a concert, maybe also we would show some of the setup of the stage, like a real, the whole thing. That was our plan to do. Um, I don't know. I think it's still going to happen later this year. But um, to come back to your question, I'm not sure if we are going to be a band who is doing this after this. I would do, but I'm not sure about the rest. Yeah, like I said, there's no wrong answer to what you just said. I mean, I've had plenty of... Oh, here's the thing. I have the liberty to mosh in my own room, right? There's always that freedom to do so. But how much longer can you do it, right? And I've had artists who say... Uh, yeah, I would love to do live streaming like yourself. You're saying it still allows me a chance to engage with my fans. Some artists would say, oh, I'm not doing anything and I'll tell until all this is over. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, I think you just kind of just nailed it on the head right there. And I, I don't know if you've seen this, but last summer, Metallica did this live streaming event here in the States just for one weekend and Dallas, Texas sold out immediately. Uh, luckily a friend of mine had a ticket. So I was like, okay, sure. I'll check it out. And uh, what's the most popular thing we hear at a metal show? Hey, let me see those horns, right? And you just see a yeah. sea of horns and you get that adrenaline rush. So instead, what did we get? I remember uh, this specifically and three days grace open, I remember. And instead, what did we get? Uh, uh, he said, uh, hey, let me hear you guys honk your horns. So if you roll your window down, you just hear cars honking just in <laughs> silence. It just it was very weird. Of course, uh, the point is I'm trying to make is that it made me miss the live 
experience even more. Yeah. But uh, I hope you guys do the live live stream. I, I don't. I, I know you have a different opinion of, as opposed to the bandmates, but I think you guys should do that. I think it's uh, yeah. You'd probably be surprised on how the fan turnout is. It, it's very it's very overwhelming, like in a good way, at least from my yeah. perspective. I think at least one of these things we will do. But what I think we wouldn't do is we had a request last summer, I think, mm-hmm. to do like um, to do like a concert in an out. Do you call it auto cinema, car cinema? Is that the right word? Oh, like a like a like a drive-in. Yeah, when you go to cinema with a car, how's that yeah. called in? Okay, that's that's exactly that's exactly what I was talking about with Metallica. That's kind of yeah, like what that we is did. What it is. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, I I just uh, I just picked it up because you said the people horn, horn uh, like you know, <laughs> yeah. horns and stuff like that, and uh, we got asked to to do to do this. There's a stage and people drive in, you know, with the car. That's something we didn't want to do, huh. okay. because it was like if if we want that, it is either like a real concert or to stream it that people sit at home and look. But to to look at people sitting in their cars somehow. <laughs> wasn't really a weird idea for us like yeah, a really yeah. weird weird imagination like what are you going to do because people usually run around and they do circle pits and stuff like that what yeah, do especially do? with caliban i mean come on for crying out loud driving in circles or what you know like <laughs> you know? did you did you see that meme like i think it was like last yeah, summer yeah. where it showed all the cars like together like yeah, yeah. it looked like a huge accident in front of the stage i'm like wait is that real <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that is something we were all pretty much pretty much on the same on the same side we said we said we didn't want to do yeah uh uh yeah it's 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 crazy when you think about all the stuff that's been happening lately and uh, i mean yeah it's i think you guys should have the freedom to do how you want to do it now you, now something that i did want to touch on next year is also your 25th anniversary for the band and i feel like there couldn't have been a more perfect time to put this record out and i know you have another one coming out soon but at the same time, Mark, does it feel like everything also just went by in a blink? Like, do you feel the same way? Uh, 25 years. <laughs> yeah. That went by really, really. Somehow afterwards, look, looking back, it went by really quick. Yeah. I mean, especially because we were like, from this, from the beginning, it's only me and the singer left. And we started as a school band as a school project that's how it is possible that we are already around for 25 years um we were so young you know in in school and started this and um yeah in the in the young very young years the years go by anyways pretty fast Mm -hmm. it was like it was like we just pretty much left school and then it's like our band is already existing for five years you know like (laughs) and uh, somehow you know and um and i don't know um yeah, I mean, we had ups and downs, like everyone, like all bands, you know, we had member changes a couple. I mean, the lineup is steady now for quite a while, many years, I think 2004. Yeah. 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 I think since 2004, we didn't have member changes anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, people, I don't know, um, the, the, the character of people is going into different directions during the years and stuff, but we managed and learned to to deal with it, you know. Like many bands break up over time because someone gets into develops into something or has a different opinion from earlier days, but um, it all works fine. Yeah. And with the sound that you guys have incorporated throughout your career, you know, contemporary metalcore, I mean, this is as good as it gets, especially when this genre 
of music is filled with so many bands who are trying to make a name for themselves within the scene. And they cite Caliban as an influence, you know? I, I mean, what goes through your mind when you hear something like that, when people say, yeah, I mean, I'm one of those people. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the music you, you put out. It's I'm sure there's that sense of being that humbleness and not being yeah, too high or too low, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Like, <laughs> um, because I was just talking to Miller, a friend of mine who's singer of creator. And yeah, uh, yeah. I was looking up to, I was walking up to him because he lives in my hometown. And um, it was also crazy because uh, I was giving him our first LP, our first record we ever put out. He was on a concert because they had and still have their rehearsal room down in that building and now we were playing a concert there as a newcomer band and stuff you know and i was giving him the album he was like yeah i'm gonna listen to it i was like yeah he will not you know <laughs> and uh, and actually actually it's miller did. for crying out loud i mean <laughs> and he actually did you know and then a few years later through some weird coincidence uh i i went with him to cinema because some of my one friend of mine was also friend with him and then suddenly you know yeah, we started hanging out, and uh, now he's sitting here recording music with me in my studio and stuff like that. You know, that is also, also weird. It also, like you know, and then, so that was like a really huge influence on me. Also, like this kind of bands, like Creator and Corn, Machine Head. You know, all these long old band, long time old bands, and uh, yeah, now people come up to me and say, "Oh, when I started playing guitar, you inspired me." It's like what? You know, it, it's still, <laughs> still it's still weird to me. Yeah, it's still uh, weird. I would mean, it be? It's really cool to. Hmm? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I wanted to say it's really cool, of course, but it's still like. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how to react on this. You know. I, I think I think that's the safe safe thing to say, considering how much how much you've been putting out throughout your career. Would it be safe to say that you see your albums as snapshots in a certain time in your life? Looking back, Mark. Yeah, probably. Most probably, yeah. Because yeah. there's also times in my life which I don't like anymore now when I look back, you know, what what when when I think there's some years in my life I did stuff which I wouldn't do anymore, or decisions I made which I wouldn't have done if I would have been a bit smarter, maybe. And also there are records which I don't appreciate as much anymore as I do now, you know. Like for me, looking back, I like a couple albums and a couple albums. I don't like anymore it's the same thing with with life like um time uh yeah i mean i mean things change as you grow up yeah and uh i mean obviously every time I, we were putting an album i thought is our best every time because i think if you put out an album and you don't think it's your best work don't put it out that's my opinion but um sometimes a few years later you change your idea you know and yeah. um yeah and uh so yeah, that is definitely snapshots of my life because it somehow, strangely, the times in my life I don't like so much anymore are also the albums connected to the albums I don't like as much anymore. Do you see wife. do you see things differently today than when you first did when you first started playing music in the industry? Yeah, somehow, yeah. Yeah. Would you say your aspirations have changed, like goals and everything else in between, or have you just kind of just kind of stayed level-headed throughout your career which is not yeah. an easy thing to do yeah i mean goal-wise i always try to stay true to myself to put out music which i like you know mm -hmm. it's not 
because we had we had two management changes during these times, you know, and there was one guy who always told me, oh, you have to write this and this. And then more people were like that and that. And it's like, I don't care. You know, like, you see, Mark, Deathcore is really popular nowadays, like 10 years ago. So it's, you should skip your melodic singing. I was like, that is a big part of our music. We will not skip melodic singing. What are you talking about, you know? And, uh, and maybe maybe that's even 15 years ago or something. You know, it's always like, this is something I always try to do to stay true to what I like. Of course, I'm happy when the fans are like it, are liking it too. But the main priority is that we are happy with what we do. And then if people like it, better, you know. But uh, I wouldn't do something with to, um, this is what I'm trying all through, through the whole career to put out music, what we appreciate and not what somebody tells us to do that, more people like us somehow because then i wouldn't be happy making this music anymore probably yeah. and spoiler alert it's working so keep doing what you're doing you know whether it's approaching the 25th anniversary for the band and playing for it as long as you have and for the people you have met and work with during these 12 records the worldwide touring cycles you know it sounds like you still have much left to put out there with caliban's artistic vision and and yours you know this is definitely something you have a passion for and you've experienced plenty already in your career mark so I, I really appreciate you like sharing all that i can't wait for the future man i i, I mean i didn't even know you had another uh, studio album coming up later this year i'm the fan in me is already getting excited but um this has <laughs> been uh such an honor so i talked about the surprise that i'm gonna give you at the end here so what i'm gonna do this always throws all my guests out and they love this part uh what i'm gonna do i'm i'm gonna put you on the hot seat hot uh, i'm gonna see if you know the lyrics to your own songs are you up for that challenge I don't know them. <laughs> I'm serious. Wait, I so if know. I read a lyric, you wouldn't know the lyric. You wouldn't know the song. Most of the time, not. No. <laughs> Let's try one. Let's. I'm gonna I, read one. It, it's even hard for me to remember song titles. To be honest, I mean, okay. I know obviously, obviously, I know what the songs are about. Yeah. But to remember like complete phrases. It's gonna to be tough. Let's see. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll do. We'll do a couple, and if and if we can finish early, if we need to, because I just handpicked a few. I'm gonna start you off easy, though. I promise. Okay. All right. Um. Hopefully, I get this right, and I can't read German, so I went the English route. So here we go. Grinning faces watching me, scared by my individuality, but these ridiculous attempts will only leave me stronger. I have no idea. That's okay. That that's intolerance. That was from a small boy in, in the gray heaven. Because uh, intolerance over twenty years ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> I because I always think about that because there's the German version of that. Yeah. Because uh, you guys did use the uh, I'm guessing the same lyrics. Just no. It's like okay. just uh, what we did is we just used the same topic because translating mm -hmm. them made made them a lot worse like somehow bumpy without flow somehow you know okay. and um we decided to go the way what is the song intolerance about what's the subject okay write new lyrics related to that subject you know that so we didn't oh, translate them really. okay okay that that makes it even a more unique take on on the songs that you guys put out on zeitgeister so anyway uh we'll save this for uh okay. we i have a lot more lyrics that i, I right. want to read out but what we'll do 
what we'll do, we'll, we'll save it for uh, Andres, all right? <laughs> when, when you guys come to Dallas, and then I'll just read the lyrics should, to him. He, should, I, he most probably will know all of them. And here's the thing. Uh, uh, for fans who don't know why we call ourselves Interview Under Fire, I'm going to put this out there. I don't know if you like chicken wings. So what we do is, let's say you guys came to Dallas and we did an interview with either you or Andres or, or Marco, whoever was doing it. Andres, obviously, because he knows the lyrics. Yeah, we would we would read the lyrics and with each one, we would go a hot sauce level higher, especially if he gets the song wrong. So now right. you know why we are, we call ourselves that. Obviously, it's a little different with the whole pandemic situation, but now, you know, <laughs> so we'll stay well, in touch. Level, it would be easier for me to do, but I don't eat meat. <laughs> so for me, it's a bit harder oh, to do. Uh, so here's the thing. I'm in my 30s. Uh, a lot of people at Interview Under Fire were in our 30s. So we're actually we actually are doing the vegan option now. So we. We actually right. thought about doing like vegan cauliflower wings. I remember when we had Doyle on the show from the Misfits. He's like, hey, mm -hmm. I'll do it if you have a, a, a vegan cauliflower wing. So that's something to think about. Now, you know. All right. Um, yeah. So what, what we'll do, we'll stay in touch and, uh, uh, okay. and we'll definitely get that going. But Mark, uh, this has been such an honor. Do you have any last words? Is any shout outs? Is anything you'd like to plug in as as far as Caliban or Zeitgeist or even your uh, I don't know what you can say about the new album after that uh anything you want to um, add about that before we finish things off here yeah i mean i can i can tell i mean the lyrics are being recorded just now okay. as we speak because he's andy is not doing as many interviews for this zeitgeist zeitgeist uh, ep because he's recording right now because um he finished zeitgeist the vocals first because we wanted to put this out and the album was um was delayed and now he's finishing him but instrumental wise it's ready and i can pretty much i can tell it's going to be a pretty pretty heavy album it has some approaches as the zeitgeister which is also somehow pretty has some kind of i don't know does it sound more like more like i don't want to say yeah, it's, it's just more and more and more aggressive somehow you know that's great and <laughs> the same approach as i mean of course there will be melodic parts and uh, as uh, as it has been in the past but um a bit of the zeitgeist is also an influence on the new album, you know, also so you can actually say an influence from the really past mixed with the new stuff. So I'm really happy with it. Um, yeah, that is something I hope people can look forward to. And it, like I said in the beginning, don't worry, guys, it's going to be in English. As for some people who can't deal with the German lyrics. I don't <laughs> mind the German lyrics at yeah, all. I, know. I, I actually love the take on that. Yeah, but I I mean, I but I think international-wise, as long as you're not Rammstein, it's a bit weird, maybe for some <laughs> people. I, I could understand that. Let's say that I could understand. Oh that. my gosh! But, um, yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you for your interest in the interview. Thanks for having me. It was a cool interview. Thanks. No, no, no I, I really appreciate it. I hope we get to do this again in person. And uh, you know, I'm sure we're gonna be talking about this time in the future. Like, hey, remember that time when we did that interview, like during the pandemic, and. Obviously, that'll come when we're here in Dallas. I'll, like I said, I'll help you guys book a show here. We'll stay in touch. And everyone yeah, I mean, who's, if yeah. Something, if you want to do something about the concerts or do like, like book something or keep in touch on my Instagram, if you click email, then you have my email. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, you bet. I'll do that. And uh, it, it, this is going to be great stuff. And, I'll, and we'll keep an eye out for the new record. And everyone who's listening, this is Mark from Caliban. If you can, please purchase the record. Please purchase Zeitgeist or the new records they put out. Caliban is not here without your help. And the bands can't do it without your help. I still buy records that are in the corner on the opposite corner of my room. And it's still something that I do. And don't forget, you can listen to this podcast 
on any major podcast stream out there, whatever you would like to use, including on YouTube. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Mark, this has been such an honor. You stay safe out there in Germany, man. I promise I won't take up much of your time. This has been a long one. This is, it's been great. A lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you next time, buddy. You stay safe. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.